Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. <laughs> Tommy, Ocean Chinook or Puget Sound Coho, what is your palate favorite? And you drop yeah. that kokanee on top of that barn door halibut's head, 67 feet of water, and he was not happy about that. Well, I don't know. What do you think? Boxers or briefs? Ooh, I'm going to have to go with a European cut speedo. Fantastic. Excellent choice. I yeah. love tuna. I do love tuna. Heck yeah! <laughs> hey, you know, I have a buddy who refers to Canadian geese as flying carp. Obviously, he's not cooking them. <laughs> he clearly, right? Oh, ocean snook. Seriously? Hands down. Really? Hands down. I don't fish for coho. Ah, good point. Hey, speaking of grind, can you tell the difference between ground deer and ground elk? Honestly, taste the difference. You know, Dwayne, we only get one chance to live this life. Mm -hmm. And you will always regret the things that you don't do. So you know what I tell people? Buy the damn boat. Hey, you know, the facts are, some days are just a grind. Welcome to Fish Hunt Northwest, the number one fishing and hunting talk show throughout the Pacific Northwest and beyond. Now here's your host, Dwayne England, and of course, the infamous Tommy Donlan. Hello, and welcome to Fish Hunt Northwest. Dwayne England, Tommy Donlan. Hey, we're, it's between shows, man, we're back. Dude, it's, uh, it's like I hit or miss with you. It is just week. so, I just, <laughs> this, this, is a, this is a tough month, man. We got so much going on in between these sportsman shows, the boat show, uh, in and out of studio. But you know what? Tonight, doggone it, we're back. Mm. We got a great show lined up. Happy to be here in studio. Happy for you folks to be joining us here, either uh, streaming online or, or otherwise. So, um, yeah, we got a lot of great content to get caught up on here, Tommy. We do, we do. And uh, we don't have enough time to get to all of it, but we are gonna we are gonna do our best to get uh, get to what we got on the docket for this evening. Before we get too far along, I want to remind everybody, especially if you're joining us here first time on Root Sports, to take some time, jump over to our social media platforms, and by all means, jump on over to our webpage, www.fishhuntnw.com. There you're gonna find our Coupon for Edge Rods, FHN20 is your coupon code at checkout. Going to save 20% on all Edge Rods all the time at checkout if they're not already uh, connected to some pre-existing discount or coupon uh, reduced pricing. And, uh, you know, you can also do yourself a favor. The Puyallup Sportsman Show was fantastic. The mm -hmm. uh, turnout down here at the Northwest uh, Sportsman Show is going to be phenomenal, and Edge is there in force with tons of rods and people them edge rods were blown out the door tommy and the number of edge hats being around worn around the entire facility unbelievable yeah well and and on top of that there was discounts on top of discounts yes discounts yeah. on top of discounts yeah. on top of that count a discount <laughs> so it was uh, it was nice to see so much activity at the edge booth and for good reason best rods mm -hmm. in the northwest hands down so uh hey a couple things going on tommy you know we got some updated uh, fish numbers again. We They've did. bumped the Springer numbers already. Yeah, it's looking right? good too. Three hundred fifteen thousand yeah. now. Right. Originally it was three hundred seven. Now we're up by eight thousand more fish. Yeah, and just to put that in comparison, last year's actual return was just just shy of two hundred eighty-seven thousand. Correct. That's yeah. substantial. So now we got a preseason forecast of three hundred fifteen thousand. Um, it's indicated that the season may get as far as April 7th before mm -hmm. they shut it down and then reconvene to, you know, see what's getting over the dam and if we can reopen. But uh, those are just some really good numbers going into it. I'm, I'm so excited about the opportunity. Yep. We're going to get more into that as we get down the road here. But coho numbers are coming in. That Columbia River 
Oregon, uh, off the Oregon coast, those numbers are going through the roof. Yep, definitely. Some really great looking numbers. Uh, one little wah wah, Area 10 closing. Yeah, that's not really a surprise though, right? <laughs> I mean, not. last year we had to do the same thing. We closed it down, we yep. assessed it, and we actually did reopen it. And the thought this year was, hey, if we move this fishery into February, yeah. maybe those fish will get a little bit bigger. Correct. Yeah, they didn't. No, but uh, what they recognized early on already is the the problem with our sublegal encounters. We got too high a percentage of impact yep. on the sublegals. Apparently on opening day, according to Nick Kester, who came and mm -hmm. saw us at the Puyallup booth, uh, 300 boats on opening day. Wow. Already dipped the toe into one-fifth of the sublegal quota. Yeah. So we're really, like, pushing against that pretty hard, and it's mm -hmm. going to be an issue. So closing Area 10 reconvene with a meeting with the managers on February 21st, and they're going to decide when they open it on March 1st, is it gonna be a four days a week, seven days a week? You gotta wait and see. Yeah. So, all right, before we uh, run out of time here, my friend, let's go ahead and run on down the show. Got a great one lined up for tonight. Uh, Trey Kerskadden, Director of Public Relations at the Laughlin Trade Shows. Uh, we have the Pacific Northwest Sportsman Show up next on the schedule. Trey is going to tell you why you want to be there and why you need to come see us and attend this uh, amazing event. And then we're going to uh, go ahead and roll on out. It's about time. Bogan's Oasis, a recent trip to the Grand Ronde for Matt Messing, uh, Mike Ainsworth, and myself. Uh, steelhead fishing, the weather change, the tough conditions. We're going to show you day one, first half of the show. And then to follow that up, second half of the show, Tommy, we'll get into Bogan's Oasis once again, the Grand Ronde. Steelhead fishing, day two, did the conditions improve? I guess we'll have to wait and see. But uh, nonetheless, some great scenery and some pretty decent fishing for what we are up against. Uh, oh, hey, did you see this, Tommy? Your current uh, Fish and Wildlife Commission, the spotlight tonight for us, my man, Lorna Smith, <laughs> one of our favorites, and why you need to support the Washingtonians for wildlife conservation. We had Mark Pigeon on last week two weeks ago actually to discuss what's going on there. We're gonna remind you and show you some things going on specific to a commissioner and just kind of where their head's at. Right. Just kind of where her head's at and why yeah. we need to support this lawsuit, okay? Then we're gonna close out the show with some updates, some info and shows that are on the horizon and still going, boat show still going on. We'll get into all that towards the end of the show. So don't go anywhere, we're gonna jump out for a real quick break. We come back, we're gonna have our buddy Trey Kerskadden on, talk about this uh, Pacific Northwest Sportsman Show going on down there at the Expo Hall, just outside of Portland, starting next week. We'll be back right here, Fish Show Northwest. Defiance Marine is the one-stop shop for the Pacific Northwest Angler. Defiance Marine guarantees the best price on a new and best service on a repower for your current boat. Defiance Marine is a Honda premier dealership and one of the largest on the West Coast. Defiance Marine is a boat dealer who proudly sells Defiance, Allied, and Arima boats. All boats are built by West Coast fishermen for West Coast fishermen. Defiance Marine has all your boating needs to help you get out on the water. All right, and welcome back here in studio, Dwayne England, Tommy Donlin, and uh, I'm just I'm just trying to get through tonight and hope my hope my voice holds out, Tommy. Because, yeah, you used uh, it up. Oh the my show. gosh, I had nothing left after the sportsman <laughs> show; it was absolutely horrible. But yeah. uh, we'll get through this. Hey, want to introduce our uh, first guest tonight, Trey Karskadden, Director of Public Relations at the Laughlin Trade Shows. Been doing it forever, Trey, as long as I've known you. Not to mention all the media background and in, in history that you uh, bring to the table. So, uh, welcome to the show, man. Nice to see you. Likewise. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Dwayne. Absolutely. So, hey, real quick before we jump into the uh, Pacific Northwest show that's coming up here in the next week, uh, quickly, if you can, kind of recap the Washington State show. 
How do you rate that show? You feel it was a, a, a big success this year and much improvement over the last couple of years of what we dealt with? Yes. You know, of course, you know, we were we were one of the only companies in the country that was running shows these last couple of years. In fact, in uh, 2021, we were the only ones to run a sportsman show. And we did both those in Oregon. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, COVID really uh, was was hard on the event industry. Uh, that was no no big surprise. But, you know, we weathered the storm and uh, and frankly came roaring back this year. Uh, you, you know, the the shows at probably about 80%. It's it's probably more like 60% in terms of space, but uh, we actually adjusted the width of the aisles and did some things with the floor plan. So you know, where we have about 80% of the exhibitors that we had uh, from 2020, yeah. which fill upper and lower pavilion, the expo hall and the showplex, but uh, we were able to pack them in to a smaller area. And, um, so, you know, the show for us uh, far exceeded our expectations. Oh, good. Attendance good. was phenomenal. And uh, for the exhibitors, I mean, you guys were there. You saw it. It was it was off the hook. Man. Yeah, it I was mean, fantastic. Uh, yeah, people had a great time. They were happy to be out. Right. Some of the old features really, you know, played well, like the crowd pond. So, we, I mean, we are totally revved up for Portland. And, uh, and before I get to Portland, I just want to say, that Bogan's Oasis is a special place in my heart. <laughs> I've, uh, I spent several days there, and that is a really cool part of the yeah. world. Yeah, absolutely, and we're gonna we're happy to bring that to people later on tonight. So, anyway, yeah. Yeah. so yeah, I mean, obviously, clearly, uh, we had a packed house down in Puyallup at the Washington State Sportsman Show. Dwayne and I had to do a little bit of divide and conquer. I've been up mm. at the Seattle Boat Show, and, and that's been much of the same. And so it seems like. For the most part, we're back to normal, or even maybe better than than our previous normal was. I think people are, you know, have put COVID in the rear view and probably weren't even thinking about it based on the number of people we've seen go through the shows. Yeah. What can we expect to see at the Pacific Northwest show in Portland? What are we What are we in line for? You know, it's it's uh, well. So my 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 three words for Portland are big is back. I mean, it's it's. It's the second largest sportsman show in the country, largest west of the Mississippi. And this year could very well be the best year for the sportsman show we've ever had. There is so much cool stuff, and it's packed. 325,000 square feet of, mm. uh, you know, fishing and hunting fun. And, I mean, it starts with we've got, uh, you know, the, the largest kayak sale uh, west of the Mississippi at the show this year with um, all the main, major manufacturers have manufacturer booths and Next Adventure is uh, retailing them, show specials all over the place. If folks are in the market to buy a fishing kayak, the show is definitely the place to do it. We have Camp Eureka, which is a brand new feature at the show, um, which we partnered with uh, Johnson Outdoors. They're bringing it to us. There's three different camp setups, a family camp, an overlanding camp, and a backpacking camp. Mm -hmm. We think it pairs well nicely with uh, kayak fishing. And uh, the, all those camps, all of them are in part, are available for purchase at the show. It's also going to be Instagrammable. So if folks want to go in there, uh, you know, click a pic and post it to Instagram, uh, hashtag Camp Eureka. Uh, they'll be uh, entered immediately into a contest to win a gift certificate at Next Adventure. Nice. Um, yeah, we got the Kids Trout Pond is back. We've got um, 123 seminars and six wow. different seminar theaters that we have planned uh, for the show. It is without a doubt the top 
uh, seminar series in the country, uh, not only in terms of diversity, but just in pure size. And it's all A-listers, you know, starting with Dwayne England doing his piece on uh, flatlining, downward fishing, board fishing. You might have heard of him. You may have heard of him. Yeah. Okay. And the list goes on. I mean, uh, Jared Higginbotham talking about uh, fish and spin fish. Mm -hmm. No better person to do it. Right. Uh, Herzog on spoon fishing for steelhead. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. You know? Yeah. And it's the whole lineup is like that. And both for fishing and hunting. Um, we have the... Um, the cheaters, you know, the Toyota promotion, which is called Fistful of Cheaters. Uh, Bomac makes them. They use them for salmon and steelhead, and everybody wins. You have, it's free. You sign in. You go. You grab a handful, drop them into a cup. All the ones that go in the cup, you get to keep. If it has a Toyota logo on it, you get another prize, and they're and they're cool prizes. We we give out an edge rod every day uh, with that promotion. Yeah. For a win. Uh, also, a full camp setup, uh, cooking setup which is stove and pots and pans and tables and all that. And then there's hundreds of other prizes that go with that promotion. So, I mean, literally dozens of people. And, Trey, Trey, uh, it sounds like there is a, a ton of reasons to get down there and participate, you know, spend a day or two because the, the venue is so huge that there's uh, way too much going on for one day. Real quickly, folks can pre-purchase uh, tickets online or get reduced coupons online. Is that not correct? Yeah. That is correct. Yep, you can you can purchase them online if you want to avoid lines because uh, they can be long lines, particularly at the show open, um, or you or you can buy them right there at the show. Right. There's discount available online. Where do people um, go online to get the tickets or the reduced uh, coupons for uh, for tickets? TheSportsShows.com. Gotcha. Okay, we're up the against a hard break, buddy. This uh, We never have enough time. It always goes too fast. Looking forward to seeing you down there. Uh, thanks for the plug on my seminar. Looking forward to doing that for a second time. And uh, we appreciate all you do. I know it's a ton of work. You guys do a fantastic job, and we are excited to be back down there in Portland. Looking forward to seeing everybody out there. It's going to be a ton of fun. Big is back. Fantastic. Thanks, Big is back. All right, have a good evening, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Trey Karskadden, uh, Director of Public Relations, Laughlin Group Trade Shows. And uh, we are excited to be back down there. And Tommy and I will get more into that later on as we get into the show. Okay, don't go anywhere. We're going to jump out for a quick break. We come back. Day one, Bogans Oasis out on the Grand Ronde, steelhead fishing in uh, some tougher conditions. But uh, we found a few. We'll be back right here after this break. Right here, Fish on Northwest. New days. New beginnings. New friends. New loves, new dreams, new goals, new scenery, new job. No matter what the next chapter holds, Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate will be there to help you find the new that's right for your lifestyle at any stage of your life. Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate. Expect better. All right, welcome back here in studio. Hopefully you guys uh, were able to sit back and enjoy that. Tommy, just kind of a little bit of, you know, look at what goes on in other parts of our state. We're accustomed to what these rivers look like over here on the west side, the mm -hmm. coast, the south coast here in our backyard, rivers I've had you on. Right. You get over there, man, it's a different, it's a different environment. It looks nothing like here. It looks nothing yeah. like here. And and those steelhead, man, they had some rosy red on them. And they aren't, they're, yeah, they're, they're pretty fish. They've gone yeah. a long ways, 400-something miles to get up in there and... Uh, it's a destination fishery. You just don't yeah. kind of stumble into it. You literally have to drive down a pretty steep 
uh, canyon windy road right. to get there. And you just so, got to be careful who you go with. They might be dealing in insider trading, it looks like. <laughs> a little something going on there. <laughs> Not sure what the information flow was, but it was it was one-dimensional. It was yeah. like A to B. I know. It, it was kind of, by, by the video, I almost didn't recognize the guy because he had a hell of a mop on his face. <laughs> that was Ainsworth. <laughs> that yeah. was Ainsworth. Yes, it was. <laughs> Matt Messing behind the camera doing a fantastic job. Much more to come in the future with more fisheries and things that we're out there conquering. So uh, looking forward to going back. We're going to go back in March, going to be completely different conditions. Water will probably be up because we're getting the front edge of that snow melt, mm -hmm. but the clarity should be much more conducive to finding fish. Beautiful. So we're excited to get back over there. So uh, looking forward to that. Uh, in the meantime, Tommy, we do have a number of things going on in and around us mm -hmm. constantly. Even though we're so busy at times trying to get out on the water, not just to create content, but to enjoy truly what it is you and I are passionate about. And then aside from that, we've been you know, tasked with these sportsman shows and in the boat show and right. just kind of kind of puts us on a different burner, so to speak. There are things going on we're trying to keep tabs on. And we yeah. have a lot of catching up to do on some of these topics when we find ourselves back in here week after week right. coming up, right? Yeah. One thing that kind of landed on the radar, matter of fact, I received a phone call from a gentleman the other morning, just random, from the east side of the state who uh, follows us on the show. And he was concerned because I had put an e uh, a, uh, a post out on our Facebook page here recently that kind of highlighted an email response from Commissioner Lorna Smith, her response to an individual who had emailed on behalf of his, you know, his position, mm -hmm. observation of the current makeup of the commission. Like many of us, he was concerned in how the commission is currently structured and or stacked, so right. to speak, right? right. Yep. Not exactly in favor to us who enjoy to recreate hunting and fishing. That's right. So his his line of questioning was was directed at the commission, and I think more so to Lorna Smith. She responded with an email. She did. She put it in writing. That has that email has been sent around. I actually received it from a close friend of our mm -hmm. friend of ours who uh, has some history working here in Olympia. Okay. <laughs> um, Lorna Smith recently sent an email in response to an individual who took the time to write into Fish and Wildlife Commission. Um, her response is concerning. It, it is very concerning. She mentioned some things in here that are, you know, quite, quite frankly, not legal. And you would think that somebody that's appointed to commission that holds that position of power, you would think that they would understand what the mission of the commission is. First of right? all, yes. First and foremost, yeah. they would know all the laws, they yep. know the codes, they yep. know all the wax. Right. And, and just to remind folks, part of that mission for the commission <laughs> is to perpetuate fish and wildlife. Okay? Correct, yeah. For both yes. recreational and commercial opportunities. 100%, right? yes. And um, it's very telling in this email that she, the way she responds that she's contradicting herself. Right, because she's not following the mission. Right, right. The things that she's done to date, the way she's, you know, proposed policy, right, doesn't perpetuate opportunities. It, uh, in fact, if anything, it takes them away, and it also reduces certain wildlife populations. Example: Blues Mountain. Elk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, let's kind of take a look at. We're not going to read the whole email, but there's a few things that kind of stand out. Okay, initially in her response. Uh, in reply to your recent email concerning the lack of sportsman's representation on the commission, which is a concern for a lot of us, lack of representation for sportsmen and women on the commission, and the commission being swayed by the minority, I urge you to read through the WDFW 25-year strategic plan 
which clearly states that the department and commission represent and work for all Washington residents and not just the minority who hunt and fish. Okay. Okay, I, I, can, I can get that, you know, but she goes on to say, we know that 6.2 million residents who do not hunt and fish also expect us to protect and recover imperiled species and habitats to ensure that fish and wildlife are provided sound stewardship. Now, if you're managing our hunting and fishing through conservation, mm -hmm. you're checking all the boxes. Right. Yeah, you are. You for, are. for the 6.2 right. million, those of us in the state that don't participate, right. you're still taking care of them as well because yeah. you're managing our resources based on a conservation model, the North right. American conservation model. When you want to start skipping down the road of preservation right. from a zookeeper's perspective. And only picking the species that you want to preserve. Yes. Right. Yeah. Now you are completely catering to the 6.2 million that don't fish and hunt. Right. Okay. Now, now, now here's the other thing. She goes, she goes on to say at the end of the note, although we don't actively hunt and fish, no surprise, right? Right, yes. Um, no kidding. We endorse both pastimes, and our freezer is always generously stocked with fish, crab, and venison that our neighbors and family generously supply when their harvest is more than they can consume. We operate on the barter system Ooh. here in our neighborhood, right? Uh-huh. So let's focus in on that for a second. <laughs> All right. That yeah. word right there, mm -hmm. barter, it is, it is absolutely illegal. You cannot barter the fish or game that you harvest for anything. Yeah. You cannot. That is not allowed. It's not legal. We got a couple whacks here that get into that. So an example she, of barter would be like, okay. You're going to wash my car. I'm going to give you right? a, a filet of salmon. That's right. Right? Yep. Look, you show up here every Thursday when we're able to get together. Right. I'm going to pay you in coconut. We do, yeah, we do the show. <laughs> yeah. We, 90% of the time, are dining off of something that we have harvested. Right. Shing does an amazing job. We talk about the meals here all the time. Mm -hmm. I have no expectation when you sit down to my table and we enjoy salmon or whatever it is that we have acquired through our efforts to say, Tommy, um, you can eat this salmon tonight as we did this evening, uh, but you're going to wash my truck. Right. And you're going to go, right. yeah, you bet, right? Yeah. yeah. In other right. words, there's no exchange or expectation That's of right. exchange. Yep. Albeit, not, if it's not monetary, it can't even be for like, hey, I'll help you move. It can't be right. anything, right? Right. There's, there's no discussed agreement or exchange that would fall under the category of barter. It's yeah. illegal. And especially in her position of power within the commission, of all the people that should know that that's right. not allowed, right. she should definitely be one of them. The other thing that I found about this statement is it's, it's extremely hypocritical, right? To, at, at the same time in the policy making that you've done, you are reducing the opportunity but yet at the same time, your neighbors are showing up and they're giving you uh -huh. free meat. Or right? family. Yeah. Right. And we enjoy in, in partaking in that. Right. But we're going to cater to the entire state. Yeah. We're actually going to cater to the 6.2. And for those that hunt fish, we're going to kind of control your opportunity activity. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's listed right here. Um, you know, it was pointed out to me um, from a, a good friend and great standing who works with uh, enforcement that commissioners... Persons who take a seat on the commission are to be held accountable for their actions and their words. And if you're putting that out there in an email that's been spread out there in public, it's there hitting you in the face in what yep. you chose to use in your words, in type, and send to persons. 
And uh, it goes against uh, to a couple different WACs, uh, Washington Code. Um, and it's, it's pointed out here, taking or possessing the same and not for sale or barter under, under WAC uh, 20, or 220-300-170. And then under WAC 220-200-110. It is unlawful to offer or sell, uh, purchase or barter edible parts of wild animals and game birds. Purchase or barter. And it goes on throughout that whack to say sell or barter. And it points it right. out multiple, multiple times, times, right? So yep. for her to just kind of throw that in willy-nilly in her email, mm -hmm. acting like, oh, ho, this is funny because we actually do enjoy partaking. And she goes on in there to say, hey, usually when we're out either hiking or on the boat, we have our binoculars right. or cameras. Right. Hey, that's great. If you want to be a bird watcher and take pictures, cool. That's all fine and great. Right. But don't jeopardize our opportunity as you sit there on your high mm -hmm. horse in the commission and go down this road of preservation and cater yeah. to your demographic of folks that support you. We all know what type of persons they are. Yep. Uh, and then want to throw it in there just kind of like in our face that you enjoy partaking in wild fish and game right. and that you utilize a barter system to achieve the opportunity to right. partake in fish and game. Right. That is just a disservice to everything we and, stand for. And it, it just, I go back, it's in addition to that, it's the hypocrisy, right? To, yes. To, to look at the Blues Mountain Elk that, that should have an, obje an objective up around 6,000 and to know that it's around 3,600 or less, to have an out of control predation problem from cougars and to not know the rate at which that population of elk is declining. Correct. And then just to blatantly make the statement, oh, well, we should just make the objective smaller. Lower the objective. Right? Right. Now, doesn't that go against what you just put in the email? Because what you just put in the email is I got to watch out. For, I got to I gotta watch out for my 6.2 million residents that don't hunt and fish. Well, right. don't they want to enjoy those elk as well? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right? Uh, through some exchange or barter system that apparently goes on that we don't know about. Uh, it's just, it's just like you said, the hypocrisy, right? Yeah. And so we bring this to everyone's attention because a couple of weeks ago we had Mark Pigeon on, president mm -hmm. of Washingtonians for Wildlife Conservation. And uh, he made it known. And by the way, their booth at the Washington Sportsman Show was extremely busy. Good. And a lot of folks Good. came up to me in our booth where we're talking about the lawsuit. And I got to tip my cap to you young guys, you're, uh, you uh, uh, late uh, 20-somethings, young 30-somethings, coming to our booth to talk to me specifically about some of these issues. Mm -hmm. That gets me fired up, Tommy. Yeah, because there's a future. We have yep. a lot of folks in our demographic, you know, 40s, mid-40s. Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean our demographic? Young 40s, you young... I'm yeah, not in my 40s. You might as well be. No. Uh, young, <laughs> young 40s, late 30s, young 40s, <laughs> mid 40s, 50s, mid 50s. They like to follow this stuff. They like to understand what's going yes. on. Now yeah. I have mid 20s to young 30 year olds coming to the booth to literally sit down and have these conversations, which mm -hmm. is important. If we can reach you guys and we can get you on board to understand the importance of this stuff along with, I mean, there's a lot of guys going out shooting video of fishing and you know how to's and, and we we enjoy doing that as well yes, that's we what do. this is yeah. all about but it's got to be balanced at the end of the day uh yes thank you mm -hmm. it needs to be balanced and we need to find a way to reach the next generations coming up and yeah. some of this stuff is important and i really appreciate the fact you guys are paying attention um as we move forward you know get on board support go to give me the website tommy yeah so so one way to find it is google Washingtonians for Wildlife Conservation. Okay, you can Google it. Or the website is www.w, the, the number four, w, 
C as in Charlie.org. Correct. Okay. And you can find information about the pending lawsuit. Mm -hmm. um, they are going after Governor Inslee for yeah. his inappropriate uh, practices and how he is selecting persons to be on the commission. Correct. And, you know, Lorna Smith is a prime example of that demographic or fitting within the model of the types of person he right. seeks to put into those positions. Yep. Um, we need equals representation. She starts yeah. her email off to kind of leverage onto that, but there's no way, shape, or form that there's equal representation. No. And so we bring this to your uh, attention this evening to simply say, here's the, the hypocrisy that's going on out there, and it's not going to get any better, and we need to support the, the forward movement of this lawsuit. Get right. on board and support it in any way you can, financially or otherwise, just to show um, solidarity amongst yep. our user groups and our folks that like to partake on all this stuff um, because if we don't fight for it, it's going to go away. That's right. So that's we need to continue writing letters. Absolutely. Getting the message through. Contact your state yep. legislators. Contact your representatives, senators. Let them hear you uh, to let them know that this stuff is important to us and to you, and this is how we get stuff done. So, all right, we are going to jump out for a quick break. We come back. Uh, a list of things to get through, some things that uh, down the road here, topics that you and I are going mm -hmm. to discuss in this very studio, and um, a few points of uh, reference, things coming up over the next week or so that you're definitely wanna, going to hear. Don't go anywhere. A couple minute break. We'll be back right here Fish Hunt Northwest. A Northwest favorite for almost 40 years. Arima boats are manufactured with pride in Bremerton, Washington. All Arima boats are built without any structural wood materials. That is why Arima boats are backed with a lifetime warranty. Arima can offer every boat with Honda outboard packages so that you can take advantage of the reliability and five-year top-to-prop warranty from your Honda outboard. Call or stop by Arima boats today and let them help you get into your very next boat. All right, welcome back here in studios. We wind down the show. Tell me, like I said, we've been kind of busy, kind of in and out, mm -hmm. trying to. We're just it's kind show of, season. It's yes. show season. Lots still going on. Legislative session is in. There are bills flying, mm -hmm. you know, left and right. I'm trying to keep up on social media and reading up on things and seeing what's relevant, mm -hmm. what's kind of a waste of time. But there's some things happening. And one thing that we're going to bring to the show here in the next few weeks, I've been playing phone take with Chase Gunnell and some folks at WDFW. Uh, I think we're gonna get Nate Pamplin on and possibly a, um, a, a marine biologist. There's some, there's some, uh, there's, a, there's a lens on the pinniped predation problem mm -hmm. in Puget Sound, okay? We really wanna get that information on the show and talk about it. NOAA now has weighed in. Biologists, if you think back a couple years ago, we were talking about in Ensley's budget, uh, several million dollars for more research on pinniped predation. Right. And we were right. kind of like, oh my God, more yeah. research. How much, re how much how more much research do you need? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, right. Right. they've spent the money, they've done the research, they have the data, Noah's weighed in, there's progression. We want to kind of package that all up, talk about what the future holds and how to control the out of control predation in Puget Sound. I think the information is going to be compelling and you guys are going to want to hear this as we move forward. Um, because we're finally getting some forward movement on it, yeah. I think. Yeah, good. Okay. It's about time. Yep. I think, uh, you know, three rednecks and a couple 300 wind mags would probably get the job done. <laughs> more than likely. <laughs> all right. So we got, there's, there's more, more coming down the pipe as well. All right. There's just, there's a lot going on and we haven't even gotten into North of Falcon yet. Oh my gosh. Um, so here's the next question. Will Olympic Peninsula coastal steelhead, wild steel steelhead receive an ESA listing? Okay. Yep. Super hot topic. Um, 
I would say our friends, but they're definitely not our friends at Wild Fish Conservancy, have brought this petition forth, and it actually has been accepted by NOAA. Okay, so they're gonna they're gonna receive the petition. Yep. They're gonna go through the process. It's a long flow process. We're gonna get into this as this kind of goes through that flow yeah. and bring it to you and kind of explain step by step what's going on. Yeah, because it's pretty involved. There's a number, you know, like anything else, it's got a series of check boxes and it yep. has to kind of progress on through. And, you know, will it land there? There's a lot of persons that say it should. There's a whole bunch of folks that say there's it's it's oversight, it's, it's not needed. Mm -hmm. um, the way we're managing fisheries right now, let's continue to go down that path and kind of see where we land. But again, um, thanks for bringing that up. We will, uh, we'll see where it goes mm -hmm. and we're gonna continue to, to bring that to you. Um, wolf management is on the mind of many. Mm -hmm. um, it is, uh, it is one that it's just kind of, it's just constantly like this, right? And um, we probably discuss it multiple times throughout a year as it uh, ebbs and flows. But um, as the ongoing discussion continues, uh, as of late, House Bill 1698 from Representative Joel Kretz, Republican, uh, would establish a procedure for WDFW and counties uh, and local tribes to manage wolves as if they were delisted at the state level. Mm -hmm. Now this is a key uh, change in introducing this bill and trying to get it uh, reworded as such. Um, the state uh, endangered species protection when certain population benchmarks are reached uh, locally and across Washington. So the northeast quadrant of the state has been you know, a hotbed of wolf activity right. for years. Yeah. And they constantly are waiting for the enlistment of the wolves. For, yeah. yeah, but it has the three recognized zones mm -hmm. all have to be up to a certain level. Right, before you can take action against one. And the wolves just are not migrating to right. those other areas, right. uh, respectively, as fast as the initial yeah. plan called They like the upper Hamptons, right? They, they do. They want, to, they want to reside uh, in that zone. The management yeah. plan was introduced in 2011. The timestamp on that thing, I remember if uh, when we had Lorna, uh, Lorna Smith in here talking about the wolf management plan and the strategy was by 2021, like a 10-year window, they were pretty convinced these wolves, because it's all based on food availability, sure. and then wolves do tend to migrate and go look for food. So they figured based on abundance and pack size, wolves would get pushed out. They get on the North Cascade, they get down to the south. Yeah. And it's been a slow migration. And in yeah. the meantime, the Northeast is just getting pummeled. Yeah, and that there's a large population of white-tailed deer over there. There is. There's, there's, there's mule deer population over there. Yep. And then on top of that, you got plenty of farmers and ranchers too, right? Yep. So, yep. so uh, Kretz, that's his area over there. Um, mm -hmm. I am hopeful in getting him on the show. I want to hear from yeah, the man himself, great. get Representative Kretz here on the show, either in studio or uh, even via Zoom. But we're going to have that discussion on what this bill looks like, how it's drafted, uh, what it means if it is to uh, get bipartisan support and pass through and uh, eventually was to sign it off. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll see. So um, good things to come in that regard. And I'm I always am encouraged when we see a proactive approach to wolf management versus just letting them, you know, regulate themselves. Right. No, absolutely. <laughs> so we'll see where that goes. You know, um, and then among other things, we're going to finish strong at the boat show. You got we, we got, got two we days got tomorrow and yep. Saturday. Yep. Um, tomorrow I'd give my last seminar. It's going to be a good one. And it's on everything saltwater in Washington state, Perfect. all the opportunities month by month going through, 
um, giving insight into every single one. And a, the thing I like about this seminar is it's really, it's for the family. Yeah. It covers, it covers absolutely every user group of the saltwater. So Perfect. 7 it's p.m. Gonna, it's going to be a good one. And then I think I'm going to take uh, Junior to the boat show on Saturday. Are you really? Take the family out, get him on boats. He freaks out every time he sees a boat, <laughs> so he's going to be all over it. He's got a few to look at, 700 yes. boats or yes, something like that. Oh, my you gosh. Know, the seminar series has just been phenomenal yeah. at the boat show. You know, Mike Surtick's given a couple seminars. Yep. And Mike's, you know, being being our Ray Marine rep for the mm -hmm. West Coast, right, and covering really from Alaska all the way down to California, he knows this equipment like at the back of his hand. So yeah. for him to give a seminar and then be able to go into detail about the transducer and the channels in the chirp module and how the machine operates, right, it's really phenomenal. And then to pair that with giant king salmon that, that yes. he and his dad are catching, right? Yes. So he's one of those guys where I don't care who sits in the audience. You ask a question, you'll never get from Mike Surtick, uh, Let me get back to you on that. Right. No, oh, I'll have to happen. circle back on that. Right. <laughs> no. He's like, no, here yeah. it is, right here. Boom, off the top yeah. of my head. The guy is a whip. Now the cool thing they're doing to the boat show too is they are recording every seminar. Right. And so if you wanted to go and watch every single one, you can buy that digital package deal and see them all. Yeah, and at, it's at your leisure. It's good for uh, three months or something. Yeah, you can you have access yep. to that for about three months to go back and review as many times as you want uh, all those seminars. So your final one is tomorrow. Uh, Matt Messing and I will be at the boat show tomorrow. We're going right to spend on. a good amount of time there and grab some seafood while we're up north. Uh, why not? And uh, just make it a day. Uh, we're so busy at the sportsman show last week, didn't have time to go. So right. uh, finally get that in. Uh, one day at the boat show, enjoy that, and then uh, we're off to Portland next week. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So mm -hmm. uh, Pacific Northwest Sportsman Show, as we spoke of at the start of the show with uh, guest Trey Kerskadden, uh, we will be there, FHN booth 251 in kind of the main fishing building. I think it's building E way down there at the end. Um, booth space 251. We will be there every day, all day. Uh, Shing has done an amazing job. If you saw our booth in Puyallup, people were walking in that thing, Tommy, going, oh my gosh, this is like a small store. Mm -hmm. And it really was. And I want to thank everybody who came by and uh, spent some time at the booth and spent some hard-earned money and bought our stuff. So many people wearing our stuff there at the show, Tommy. It was uh, fantastic. And buying, uh, buying Jordan's jigs, jingling jigs, mm -hmm. he almost sold out. Uh, people buying all his jigs. He was tying them as fast as he could keep up there at the table <laughs> at the show. It was fantastic. So um, Puyallup show was a huge success. Uh, so many of you uh, were asking for us to please put our full hour up on Root Sports. Mm -hmm. So we're going to start working on that. We're going to get through Portland, and uh, I'll try to get with the uh, programming director there at Root Sports, see if we can't get the entire one-hour show up on Root Sports on the weekends. How great would that be? That would be awesome. So we'll continue to work on that. You continue to send Root Sports emails asking for Fish on Northwest to be up for a full hour on Root Sports, and uh, we appreciate that support. But my uh, seminar is 5 p.m. on Saturday, I believe Blue Theater, uh, flatlining, downriggers, and planer boards for Trophy Kokanee and Triploids. Pretty good success for first time unveiling that. I just kind of threw it together. It's like, here you go. Um, I'm making a few tweaks, a few modifications. Going to show a little more example on how you send stuff down the line and set all that up right there for you to watch. Uh, it'll be a great seminar, bringing all the toys in the uh, presentation. Hopefully you have time to swing on there and watch it. Um, I think you'll enjoy it and take away some uh, take away some info that you can definitely use. So we will be there, Portland, booth space 251, uh, down there in Portland at the Expo Hall. 
uh, for the week. Tommy Boat Show, tomorrow night, 7 p.m. for your right. seminar, the final one. That's right. Yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, I believe Matt and I will be there heckling you. Perfect. So, And if I can get through the entire next week and not lose my voice entirely, <laughs> we'll be lucky. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. Uh, got any final words? Amen. Tight lines. Yeah, Stay there you tight. go. There you go. Uh, always a pleasure to jump in studio here and get caught up with everybody. Appreciate everybody dialing in tonight. Had a great time. We will see you in two weeks here back in studio. No show next week live as we'll be down at the Expo Hall for the Sportsman Show. So two weeks we'll be back here in studio live. Until then, get out. Uh, have a great time. See you down in Portland. See you at the boat show. Um, enjoy your time and be safe. Hey, thanks for joining us here on the Fish on Northwest weekly podcast. I want to remind everyone that you can catch our weekly live stream show on our Facebook page and, of course, our YouTube channel every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. West Coast time. You'll get our insightful in-studio interviews, our extremely detailed how-to segments in the bait lab, the infield segments we bring to you when we're on the water or in the woods, and, of course, our amazing cooking recipes in the kitchen with co-host Sherry England and Chef Jeff Maxfield. Give us a follow on our Facebook page at Fish Hunt Northwest. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel at Fish Hunt NW. Find us on Twitter and Instagram. And finally, go to our webpage at www.fishhuntnw.com for all the latest and greatest info. Join us each week here on our podcast. Join us each week at our live production. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.